Good morning. It's Monday, November 15th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. President Joe Biden is set to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping in a virtual summit today. U.S. officials say the two leaders are going to be talking about how to responsibly and effectively manage competition between these two world powers. All eyes are going to be on this meeting because tensions between the U.S. and China, they're rising over everything from trade and cyber threats to human rights and the status of Taiwan. The Wall Street Journal reports Biden is expected to press Xi to uphold trade agreements made under Trump, but that Biden is unlikely to offer to lift tariffs on Chinese goods, which is something Beijing has been pushing for. The Biden administration is also concerned with China's recent scaling up of military exercises near Taiwan. And it's criticized the country for its genocidal treatment of Muslim Uyghurs in the Xinjiang region. But Biden and Xi have also said they want to work together where their interests overlap. As part of the COP26 conference in Glasgow, the U.S. and China issued a surprise joint agreement on combating climate change. This could suggest a more cooperative tone in the summit today. This meeting is also coming after Xi further cemented his power in China. This happened late last week. Senior Communist Party officials approved a resolution that paves the way for Xi to claim a third term and at least another five years in office. This resolution anointed Xi as the only leader with the ability to push China toward achieving his goal of becoming the world's number one economic and political power. For perspective here, China and the U.S. are the largest economies in the world. And as they talk about managing competition today, Bloomberg is reporting how, over the last 20 years, China's made extraordinary gains. It cites a new report by global consulting firm McKinsey & Co. that shows, in the race to create wealth, China overtook the U.S., It accounted for almost one-third of gains in global net worth since 2000. One in four Americans has a disability. And for many of them, air travel can be an especially stressful and even dehumanizing experience. Wheelchairs broken in transit, airport escorts who don't show up, children with autism separated from their parents. In 2018... Congress told the TSA and airlines they needed to have more training on how to better serve customers with disabilities. But according to an NPR report, these types of problems still persist. Joe Sapiro is an investigative reporter with NPR, and he told us about how passengers with disabilities, they're still being traumatized at airports. Shapiro told us about one man named Nathaniel Ross. He said, stepping into an airport, I feel a sense of anxiety wash over me. Not about making my flight or finding my gate, but for my inevitable interaction with the TSA that will leave me feeling dehumanized and criminalized because of my disability. In 2019, Ross was 18 years old. This young man has multiple physical disabilities. He has a feeding tube in his stomach and an intravenous line in his chest. Because of his medical condition, while he travels... Ross needs to carry sterile bags of IV fluid in a temperature-controlled container. On one trip, agents opened the bags and x-rayed them. Ross said the agents didn't properly return the bags, and when he and his mom asked them to put them back, 
He says they were scolded. He was subjected to a pat-down of, you know, he's got these two open holes in his chest and stomach. So one agent came and, and, and in front of all the other passengers is checking him on his chest and his stomach with the back part of, of the agent's hand. And then they took him in private and gave him another second, more intrusive, and he calls it a humiliating pat-down. One of the most common problems happens when airlines gate-check wheelchairs and motorized scooters. According to Department of Transportation data, during the past July and August, about 26 wheelchairs and scooters were lost, damaged, or destroyed every day. One Army veteran told NPR, it's like they're taking our legs away from us. Shapiro told us another story about a disability activist named Ingracia Figueroa. Her custom wheelchair, which was a $30,000 device, was damaged after a flight with United Airlines. It set off a chain of consequences that ended in her death. Uh, She ends up in a loner chair, a kind of a cheap chair. Very quickly, she develops those dangerous bed sores. And they grew and they grew and they got infected and she spent months in the hospital. The doctor said, he said, look, that not having access to her special, her customized chair that had cushioning that protected her, that this had led to her developing these very dangerous skin ulcers. NPR heard from hundreds of their listeners and found in most cases where a person with a disability had a bad experience, TSA agents were not following the training. An executive with the TSA told NPR that while protecting physical security is their priority, there is a growing demand for agents to create a culture of dignity and respect. Australian farmer Jody Brown says her ranch looks like something out of a post-apocalyptic movie. Temperatures rose so much, lizards and emus essentially disappeared. Her grass turned to ash. She's seen kangaroo mothers on her land abandon babies they can't support. Brown's experience is not unique. Bloomberg News explores how farmers like her are trying to adapt to climate change. They're raising crops and livestock against the backdrop of a changing world. The U.N. estimates in the next few decades, food demand could increase by 50 percent at the same time global crop yields could decline by 30 percent. So farmers are experimenting with new ways of doing things to adapt to climate change. For Brown, that means testing out regenerative farming techniques. That term, regenerative farming, describes a number of methods to promote soil health, even in drought conditions. Farmers around the world are switching out crops and seeds, and they're also increasing irrigation. Some companies are even developing new vegetable varieties that can stand up to extreme weather, like white cabbage that's specifically bred to survive the heat. One farmer in Brazil is getting rid of half his coffee trees and replacing them with hardier plants like corn and soybean. That's because his coffee crops got hit badly by a recent drought and then extreme frost, which is a terrible combination for such sensitive trees. In the Philippines, one farmer said he started covering his lettuce and cabbage plants with a type of plastic that protects against UV rays. And he estimates that the plastic has saved around 80 percent of his food crops from wilting. Now, money is an issue for farmers and innovation is expensive. Right now, there's no mass effort to coordinate access to the amount of money needed to make mass transformations happen. At the COP26 climate conference, a group of countries pledged to allocate about $4 billion toward developing sustainable agricultural techniques, but the UN says what's needed 
is closer to $50 billion annually for the next decade. If you ever tried learning another language as an adult, how did you learn new vocabulary? Did you try making flashcards, putting sticky notes on things around the house? These are all methods that rely on memorization. But there's a recent study that suggests an even stronger way of retaining words in a new language is by pairing a word with a hand gesture. Scientific American has this story. These researchers wanted to really test this idea, so they took a group of German-speaking adults and introduced them to 90 totally made-up words. For example, they told them that the word la mube means camera. While they were learning these new words, they were shown a video of a person making a hand gesture that matched the meaning of the word. So you can imagine what they did to pantomime camera, you know, click, click with your hands. Five months later, the researchers gave them a multiple choice test. And this wasn't just any test. The subjects were hooked up to a device that sent weak magnetic pulses to the part of the brain that controls arm movement. And when the researchers sent these pulses to interfere with that part of the brain, subjects found it harder to remember their vocabulary words. Without the pulses, their scores were better. One researcher in a related field told Scientific American, there's now a lot of research showing gestures play a role in learning. This study tries to take it a step further to understand why that link exists. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're in the app, keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.